Shut up and sit down. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Get this. You and millions of other smart people are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Tip of the day. He who asks is a fool for five minutes, but he who does not ask remains a fool forever. Don't make Mr. T pity you. No one really knows the intricacies of the law, especially when it relates to bicycles. All right, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and I'm here with Lance Apple. Lance Romance here dancing for you. Was I dancing for He's you, Chris? So pumped. He was dancing. So pumped. I'm dancing to the intro music. <laughs> back in the studio with us, Mr. Evan Price. How's it going, folks? What are we all drinking? We got LaCroix. Dude, you're Kirkland, Kirkland. Oh wow! And, and wow. Oh, I'm key lime. Everybody else is. For those watching on uh, YouTube, will see that Evan is. Uh, yeah, the one I've been having a lot like of key lime flavor lately. That is good. Though. A lot of. Key it's because it was flavor. on sale. Mostly because it mixes well with tequila. So that was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> and we've got a special guest with us today. You guys know him. You love him, Mr. Chris Hannell. Actually, Doctor Chris Hannell. No. How are you doing, Chris? Doctor Mr. Chris, Chris is fine. Doctor yep. Hannell. <laughs> Pleasure to have you here. Or can I call you Dr. Shabadoo? I like that better. Mm-hmm. Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. Yeah. That's his secret name. We're not supposed to be revealing that on air. Okay, wait. <laughs> so wait. nobody knows who he is on Strava. <laughs> I met a race a couple weeks ago, and I have a guy walk up to me, and he goes, I got a question for you. Oh, God. I know. I'm like, yeah. He's like, who is this Joey Jojo <laughs> no, Jr. No. Shabadoo? He's taking all the KOMs. Who oh, is yeah, this he's guy? He's like 90 KOMs in, <laughs> in Portland. See, I got the this gr- friend named Joey Jojo <laughs> Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. <laughs> Joey Jojo! Hey, it's Joey Jojo. It's Joey Jojo. For anybody who doesn't know, that's, yeah, that's, how many people listening to this do you think know what show that's from? Uh, I would say I, most. I, I would. I, I would, would hope, hope that you would at least recognize the first voice. Yeah, yes. I got this friend yeah, named I would hope. Joey Jojo. Everybody knows Bart. I know. That's Homer. Yeah, I so you Homer, don't. My know bad, Bart. Homer. My bad. That's his kid, Bart. <laughs> Homer. Yes, I knew that. <laughs> How did you come up with that name, Chris? It, it it's in the show. When I, when I was first getting on Strava, I. Oh man, that's a longer story. You don't have time on the. He's podcast. trying to protect but his online identity. It, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Cycling, unfortunately, has become a bigger part of my life. But back sure. in the day, I did not want it to be a huge part of my life. Sure. And for the whole Strava thing, it's like, well, it's not really me. I don't want to put my name up there. <laughs> I, I got to think of a really stupid name. And it's in the show. Yeah. It's like, that's the worst name I ever heard, right? From Mo. <laughs> like, that's, that's perfect. And it was yeah. one of my favorite episodes. I yeah. love that. That's the only part he has in the entire 30 years or whatever that... 
The Simpsons had been out. That, so. that is my favorite Strava alias by far. I'm sure. It. Like everybody, by far of everyone yeah. I've ever seen. That's the best. Everybody <laughs> remembers their first encounter with that that avatar Who is and this name. Guy? Yeah. Oh, the first I, entire first year I lived here, I didn't connect that when we were going on rides, you were him. I had no idea <laughs> for the longest time. I still remember to this day, I was out doing a training ride. It was the first time I had ever ridden with Monster Media Racing. And it was the day I met like Jordan Rickards and a few other people. And Jordan and I coming back, we were on Marine Drive dropping the hammer we didn't know each other but we kind of like figured out quickly that we both like to go fast <laughs> and we had a tailwind that day and we were trading poles we we're going 34 35 miles an hour it was like our average speed and we came back and we had a couple crowns right i'm like that's going to be hard for somebody to beat that because he and i were just drilling that that's back when i used to have legs and it was awesome oh, i was i don't know three or four hours later i get this uh-oh, you just lost your <laughs> can't wimp to Joey Joe Jr. Shabadoo. I'm like, who Joey in the world Joe is that? Joe. And you even like chimed in and said something like quirky <laughs> funny. It was, it was awesome. I'm like, this guy's pretty cool. Oh, that was... It's all about the tailwind, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that that you get in the gorge, you, you learn how to deal with that winds. East wind, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, you get that east wind going in the winter time. Sure, you're spinning out that compact. I love it. Yeah, yeah. it's a bright blue sunny sunny day, and it was the east wind was howling, and we were flying and. Just a short while later, I only had that KOM for a, a moment's notice. Yeah. Work minute. <laughs> any any long shabadoo, any long segment is subject to the shabadoo for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, this guy knows how to get arrow and yeah. fast. Yep. Yeah. So awesome. Let's do some backpedaling. Um, who's, uh, we, who's, we we can pretend like Matt's here for a half second. It's, it's his birthday. Happy Matt, birthday, <laughs> Matt. He is happy spending birthday, the day the with his family doing family things. Is Matt forty two? Yes. Now that's what I thought because yeah. I was at his fortieth and I thought that that was two years yeah. ago. So yeah, 42. okay, forty-two. God, he's old. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's going to film and put out a video today. I think he does that every year on his birthday does as he? well. So uh, uh, he does. Yeah. YouTube.com yeah. forward slash M Legrand. M Legrand. He will put out a video later on today. You should go watch that. And give him a little thumbs up. Comment on his power meter videos coming up. Those will. Those will be. He's killing it. Yeah. Those will be fun. Well, he's giving away those power meters that yeah. he got too, which is That's fantastic. That's a expensive yeah. power meter set they that he are, got there. Yeah. The Garmin uh, Rally. Uh huh. Yeah. Crazy. Cool. All right, some backpedaling. Lance, you raced this past weekend. Go. I did some racing this last weekend. You did an interesting race, though. So. Yeah. So, kind of an odd thing. There was a cyclocross race in March, um, kind of a new format. There's. Um, these race promoters up in the Seattle area are trying to attract a UCI event to the Seattle area. And so this was kind of a test event for the site. It was in Port Angeles, which is a part of the Olympic Peninsula. It was a beautiful site on a, on a private, like, extreme sports complex that had, you know, like, ropes courses and... Uh, nice. And, yeah. So, Port Angeles is really cool. Yeah, so. Port Angeles is a beautiful area, yeah. not far from the Olympic National Park. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so they uh, put on this race, and they decided to do it, because it's March, in March Madness style, bracket style. So that's what they did. Really? Yeah, so... How's that work? What they did was uh, there were, there were um, prelim races of 10 people each, and the top three or four would would uh, would advance to the, advance next, to the yeah. next round, and then those would race, and then the top ones would go on to the next round. So that's that was the idea: is to have like 30, 50 year olds in three waves, and all the, on the same day. Yeah. So, but the races would be four laps, and then two laps, and then two laps. So not a whole 
lot. Time wise, how long would that work out to? Like uh, it was like a thirty five minute race, and then like a twenty minute race, okay, or less. Yeah. So that was the idea. But because it's March and it's hard to sell cyclocross in March, they had only like eighty five people um, sign up. So they kind of cut things down quite a bit. Uh, of course, the biggest field of the day was the 50-plus-year-olds. <laughs> Go figure. There was actually a former national champion in the in the field. Um, a guy won the 55-59 to 59, uh, uh, cyclocross national championships three years ago, and he was there, but he wasn't. Nice. He a little wasn't, off form. He was a little out of form. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, our, our group had 20 people in it. Um, there was a prelim race. It was four laps. I, I won it by a couple minutes. <laughs> so, and I, that was actually that was after turning it off for the whole last lap. We we need to have a race that you you have at least somebody stay with you until the last lap uh, of some fireworks. Like, well, well anytime <laughs> there's younger people, I get smoked. So yeah, yeah so, but um, the course, uh, beautiful course, beautiful spot for a course, but it was a mud bog. Mm-hmm. There was so much mud. It was so mu- way muddier than all of us expected. It hadn't rained in a long time, so we're all thinking, "Oh, it's going to be fast and flat," and it was not fast or flat. It was mud bog. Anyway, do you have a pit bike? I did, but there was no pit because it was there were short races. Yeah, so makes sense. Um, and it was only you know four laps, so you just kind of went for it. Um, but. Yeah, I, I won the prelim race, um, and what uh, what the race organizers they did is they just advanced four people from each wave. So there were eight of us that went to the finals in the 50, mm-hmm. and they lumped us with the 30-year-olds and just said, okay, all you guys just go together. So the 30-plus the finalists and the 50-plus finalists, we all raced together, but you kind of knew who the 50s were because we were all kind of eyeballing each other anyway. Also because the age difference between 30 and 50, generally in the looks of a person, <laughs> is going to be just slightly just different. Like yeah. <laughs> Shut your mouth. That's kind of like you and me. I mean, we're, we're very... <laughs> yeah, I we will, almost look ex- exactly would, the same, I wouldn't right? mistake you for my age, is what I'm saying. <laughs> So, yeah, so that was kind of exciting. Um, yeah, and in the finals race, we all raced together. Um, we took off. We only did three laps for the final race. Mm-hmm. and That's a lot of racing in one day. Well, it was like 35 minutes. It, so here's what happened. Mm-hmm. I did the first race, went and washed and cleaned my bike immediately, and then jumped right on the trainer so that I That's wouldn't smart. cool down. Because there was only like... 45 minutes between races. Yeah. It wasn't long between races. So I just sat on the trainer and kept spinning until it was time for the next race. And then I jumped on and went to the start line so that I didn't like seize up or whatever. But yeah, in the, in a final race, uh, it was three laps long. Um, and after the first half a lap, me and two guys had pulled kind of way off the front and they were both 30 year olds. So I had kind of, uh, dusted the rest of the 50-year-olds. And you knew that they were 30-year-olds, yeah. right? You were very aware of it. Well, it was kind of funny. Um, we're like, with a lap to go, I'm right on their wheel. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, there are three of us, and we're all like riding together, and I'm just like, hey, guys, I'm 50. I'm not in your age group, so you don't have to worry about me. And so... And of course, one of them just like waved me through. Just come past me then. Get off my wheel. Just come past me. That was Scott Schultz. 
Yeah, but why should you have to get off his wheel? I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm fine back here. I didn't have to go. We were way... <laughs> exactly. It, but so how far behind the leader was Scott? Or were you in between the leader? Oh, we were we were in... We were within seconds. We were in a group. I know. There's three of you. Yeah. You and two 30-year-olds. Oh, he just wanted you out of the way for this. But why, why, why would he want no, you on I his think wheel? Did they both let you go? N- no. I didn't catch the front guy. So you were in between first and third? First second. and second. Okay. Yeah. So he let you go by. Was think, he wanting to I, pace you maybe? Or? I think he was... Probably, yeah. I think he was losing it oh gotcha i think he was like starting to slow down and yeah so that would have been fun for you to sit back there and just kind of bait him a little bit or just like kind of <laughs> no. poke and like <laughs> harass him give him a little cycle <laughs> yeah that was not happening so anyway i won look at that Wait, where is it? oh he's pulling something out of a bag oh here. yeah it's another metal number what are we doing with the metals here wow that looks heavy fit. that looks so yeah. heavy it's That's not a metal quality it's, it's <laughs> a, a cardboard it's, it's a woodle be it's very, another woodle be careful there donkey you're gonna snap it if you grip it too hard <laughs> <laughs> but pnw extreme champion 50 plus that's Thank an extreme you. champion Thank you very much. that's a good champion congratulations my friend that's pretty cool so that was exciting right so on. And, you know, they're trying to attract that, you know, a UCI race, which would be fantastic. It'd be a great venue for it. There's, oh, I'd go up and watch that. Yeah. We get that in PDX Worlds. That'd be great. Yeah, no kidding. Oh my gosh. That'd be fun. Cool. So. Dr. Hanel, what'd you do this last week? What you been up to, man? Same thing I do all the Went to work, rode my bike. I believe that Sean Martin has some interesting questions for you here. Oh, wow. Put up with the kids. <laughs> how, how do you do it, Chris? How do you do it? For the doc. Yeah, how do you do it? You push big watts and <laughs> and wind doesn't touch you very good. So that's <laughs> I, I, I think it's partly cycling is a weird sport. It's an incredible sport. It's awesome in that anybody that wants to do it can and can, right. and can find their niche. Yep. You could be any size or age or, or whatever. And we all, I mean, all most of us, most kids have the opportunity to have a bike growing yep. up. Right, yep. yeah. I had a bike growing up, right. and I had the advantage of growing up in a town of three hundred. So that's we ruled that freaking town on a bike. <laughs> oh, biking, right? absolutely. Yeah. Wait, was this Southern Oregon? Aren't you from Southern Oregon somewhere? Nah, in, in the valley. Roseburg. Sublimity. Sublimity. Yes, it got too crowded. It reached a thousand. <laughs> and then time my, to get and out. Then my parents moved to Umpqua. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like, like too it, crowded. This just becoming Portland. Let's right. get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but. Then you get into high school, you know, you get into grade school, high school, and do all the sports. And did all the sports. Uh, soccer. <laughs> uh, you were a soccer player? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's a longer story. And then <laughs> uh, football, basketball, baseball. The one sport I was good at, it was too slow, so I gave it up after eighth grade. Uh, and then track, because you get to hang out with your friends. You know, <laughs> so you just do all that stuff. But you, and you move away from the bike, understandably. Yeah. Right. And then, then you get old. And I had my knees were never made right, and so <laughs> I, they they basically ground down to nothing by my twenties. Uh, my kneecap where it fits into my knee. Um, I had a surgery done. It kind of helped a little bit, but I couldn't really run without not being able to walk for three or four days. I used to run like six days a week and sure. blah blah blah. And then I got big. And a lot of a lot of us middle aged guys have kind of this story of you get busy with life, yep, and you get big because you stop exercising, doing all this other stuff. I was two forty in uh, dental school. You say that's two forty? Yeah, yeah, I've seen pictures. Yeah, I've, I could show you pictures. Yeah. My kids look at pictures from the. They're like, Dad, is that you? 
<laughs> oh my gosh, you're chubby. So yeah, like residency was hard. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember the Thanksgiving that I was at home and my brother, one of my older brothers, rides bike and two of my brothers rides ride bike. They did the STP, right? Yeah, and they've done it for like three years. And I remember him saying, "Hey, dude, we signed you up. You're doing the STP with this." this <laughs> for those that don't know, that's Seattle to Portland. That's which a is 200 mile ride. 206. <laughs> 206. Don't yes. give out those last six miles, man. And I'm like, that is so stupid. I'm not going to be a stupid cyclist wearing the stupid stuff. Yeah. And no, I hate happening. those guys. Well, you're going to do it with us, so you better get to riding. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife had a bike she bought when she was 15, you know, and I started riding that to work. I about died the first time I rode to work. But long story short, again, a lot of us have this story. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt my joints. And I could do it. Yep. And, exactly. And I'm like, and then I started to enjoy it. And I'm like, this is pretty dang cool. Right? Yeah. And then as I got into it, I'm like, holy crap, I can actually get into shape again. Right, I have something I can do that I enjoy doing that can make me healthy. Yep, uh, and I just got hooked into it. And I, I think you ask, well, how how is it? How can you go hard? There's a couple things. One is when you have stuff taken away. I mean, you get older, you just get stuff taken away. That's life. Yep. yep. Right. And and you get when you have stuff taken. It's like when you injured your. You're, you broke your ass, the tabulum. Correct. Uh-huh. Yes. I broke and, my and I hip. It's low, low back. That was, <laughs> and you were off the bike for a while. And I told you, you will come back stronger. You will. And you, you have, have yeah. you ever been stronger? No, dude, than, I'm no, way stronger yeah, than I was. Not even close. You, get that, you get that something taken away, right? Yeah. And you realize how valuable that is. And you don't take it for granted. And then you come back and you have that strength to do that. You realize how limited... And that this is, you don't always have these opportunities in life. Who knows how long my knees are going to last on the bike? I mean, that's exactly why I'm doing every race I can (laughs) because I know it's not going to last. No. Something will happen at some point. And And this is why Joey Jojo Jr. (laughs) is grabbing every KOM he possibly can. Because Strava is forever within a 50 mile square (laughs) radius. And that's why I think a lot of 40 or 50 year olds are just as strong as some of these. You mentioned the 30. Yeah, and they have better engines. But yeah. You look at some of these not always, cross man. times Millennials for 50-year-olds in Oregon. Yeah. It's like one, two yeah. type of times that they put in in the 50. And it's because I think you realize that, hey, life's not forever. And here's your opportunity, and you got to go and take that. I think the other thing is, and not for Evan. Evan's awesome and he's fast. <laughs> but I, th- I, I think having kids, you, you learn how to suffer. <laughs> and it is a lot of cycling is suffering, yeah, right? It yeah. is suffering, yes. Mm-hmm. And and you realize that, yeah, this is nothing compared to dealing with my kids, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And just life in general, yeah. And I think having that experience, you you know that suffering's not forever. That there's always a a, a benefit to it. Yeah. There's there's you know strength to be gained from it. Hey, I think yeah. if there's one way I would describe. Dr. Hanel, it's he knows how, he knows to, how suffer. to suffer. Suffering takes practice. Yes, it yeah. does. It takes practice. But it yeah. does hurt. There's nothing. You're right. There's yeah. no reason everybody out there should kick my butt easily. There's nothing special about me. <laughs> I have exercise induced asthma. I have bad knees. I have, it, it's Doesn't I'm matter. old. <laughs> I don't have a big old. head. I don't have great heart and lungs. I'd Good imagine Lord. you don't like sleep consistently ten hours surgery. a night either. I'd imagine. No. Kind of a busy schedule. <laughs> yeah. My diet is horrible. If I ate better, I could do so much better. 
but it's just. I love that answer. How, how much? That's that's how much are you willing to suffer? That's maybe my that's favorite right. answer to how do you ride bikes fast? I've ever heard right there. <laughs> you have to be able to suffer. <laughs> yeah, no, I just love that entire explanation. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you like suffer though on the bike. You've always got a smile on it's your face. It's because he's in always... front of us and we can't see his face. Yeah, there's that. There is that. <laughs> I actually think it's something about being a medical doctor because Mike Myers would also make people absolutely suffer and was smiling the entire time. That's true. I think that's it. That's true. <laughs> how many KOMs did you take last week? Uh, well, we went to how Lincoln City. He's never going to give us like a <laughs> straight <laughs> answer. But seriously, you've been riding in Portland so long. Whenever you get a new KOM, I was like, how did he find a nut? Like, I'm so confused as to how there are that many KOMs in, in It's so much fun. You know, and it's it, with Strava, I have my own. There's rules, you guys. There's rules. There's rules. There there's yes. rules. Yeah. I, you guys have tons of talks about Strava. Mm -hmm. But I have, I have my own where, like, I can't make my own segment. Correct. I, okay, that's good. Made like seven or eight segments the okay. whole time. And it's because why the hell are you on the highway? There's this beautiful road around this lake and yeah. right, there's no, go ride this, yeah. right? Um, so that's one rule. Two, not, nothing motorized. Gotcha. Right? Can't, yep. can't ride behind anything motorized or, and then yep, we're, we're people say, what about group ride? Shouldn't it be an individual effort? And I'm like, no way. If you're out there on a bike having fun and it's not an e-bike, which I love e-bikes. Get out sure. there on your yeah, e-bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not for KOMs. Yeah. Then, then that's awesome. If you can take, like, I love it when people take them. Yeah. Because that's fun for me. Now, there, there's another school of thought about that are, you know, too cool for school, right? Where it's like, oh, come on, it's just stupid KOM. And you're right. There's plenty of people. It doesn't mean a whole lot. Right. But it's fun. Yeah. It, and, and it gives us that, that kind of competition. Yeah. And would you push yourself that hard if that wasn't there? No. No. You just go out for no. a bike ride. Exactly. Yeah. And so it gives you these goals, and, it, and it's a blast. Absolutely. 14. He took 14 last week? He took 14 last week. <laughs> That's more than I have <laughs> in my entire Strava life. <laughs> That's pretty much par for the week. I, I mean, know it is. Okay. You had a little incident with your bike and you had a little fracture that you had to be off the bike for a little bit and then you got back on it whose gps is that handle did you get lost you get lost again evan i let evan technology evan touch his phone you were giving me crap earlier and this is over here he's trying to find his way out of the clinic that's but you you healed up nicely and you waited and you followed the doctor's orders and the doctor finally said yes you may get back on the bike i don't think you've missed a day since then this was back in what september i've taken a couple days off oh really a couple days off i've had my share of I've, I've broken more bones cycling. So I don't want to discourage people. It's a long list. <laughs> yes. I've learned it's from every one of us. Well, again, people. mortal humans who would have gone through the same thing that Hannah went through um, would probably still be limping around oh, and, and walking bike, yeah. and yeah, wouldn't be yeah. looking at an exercise bike, let alone out there and taking 14 KOMs last week. And for you, that's just par for the course. That's just a, that's probably a pedestrian week for you. Like, eh, no. that's a little bit down. I, don't, I only no. got 14. There are some... Stuff to have be had at Lincoln City. <laughs> There's the one I wanted. That, well, I was too pooped, but <laughs> Webster, you know Webster. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. One going up Old Highway 101. It's a beautiful climb, beautiful road, just sure. gorgeous. Uh, and he has the one, and I, I 
I had already, it was at the, towards the end of my, and this and me making excuses, I sound like freaking Lance. <laughs> How much did you miss him yeah. by? Yeah. Oh, by 30 seconds or so. Yeah, it, but the wind it was, conditions, it was right? No. You know. I don't have any excuses. So when's your next scheduled trip down there? <laughs> but you know Webster. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. We, when, when you hear Webster, when you think of like uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. It, when he says Norman, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's Webster. Newman. Right? Newman. That's Newman. how I say Newman. 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 Yeah. That's Newman. Newman. Webster. Yeah. I actually Webster. used that in a Strava title last week. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. It was just, I'd been off the trainer for some time, and then I had to get back on it just because work and life and all that stuff, and that was my, my title. Newman. So that is, I mean, Hello, uh, going after those 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 uh, segments, it does. It pushes you more, oh, yeah. and, and that's yeah. that can only, you know, if you, especially if you pick the longer ones, you got to push for longer and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because uh, I have no high end, and I'm just a one-trick pony. That's it. That's, that's I can okay. grind, and I'm that's too. it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is junk miles. Yes. You mentioned that drives me crazy. I don't care. If you're on your bike, I fantastic. completely agree. Yeah. My, it's more like yeah. a, a more the Eddie Merckx <laughs> mindset of, yeah, go ride your bike. Yep. Go ride mm-hmm. your bike. That, that's, that's what it comes down to. You commute every day, though. Um, you commute 7. in. 7.68 miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Every day in, every day out. Sometimes when the weather's nicer, the consistency you'll, is amazing. you'll go yep. longer on your way yep. out if you've got extra time. But, I mean, that's, that's like guaranteed 15 miles every single day if you're just going to work and back. And that's what people say. Oh, it's a commute. You don't really get anything out of that. But, and you're right. I'm not doing... Could I be better if I did structured training and this or that? Yes. But I have fun. I, I just want to have fun <laughs> yeah. on it, right? Um, structured training is terrible. So, well, some <laughs> people are great. That's, that's those Olympians, man. They grind it out and, yeah. and they do that. And you yeah, have but to have you do seen, that. Have you seen Bradley Wiggins enjoy a bike ride since his career's done? No. <laughs> You're still riding your bike to work. I bet Bradley Wiggins is riding his bike to work. <laughs> uh, I look more forward to our team rides oh, yeah. and, things, and rides with friends. <laughs> yep. Than necessarily races, although races are a blast. Yeah, only because of the team. If I was racing by myself, I it's wouldn't different. do it. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, some of the most fun I've ever had on a bike is in a bike race with you. Right. Yeah. It's when just we tried solar- to break away. Oh yeah. At yeah. Uh, Silverton, hey, we look at each other. Hey, you want to go? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> guess who was there? Sean Web- Webster. Webster. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the last time I raced against him. It was at the short track, and that was actually I think that was the last time I saw him too. But um, he uh, he passed me. Gosh, it was probably with like a lap and a half to go, and I was starting to kind of fall apart. And then all of a sudden, I got the second win, and I started hopping back up, and I got back on his his wheel. And I, I just – actually, no, there was maybe like two or three laps to go, and I kept watching his patterns, and he had a routine, and he had – he was becoming a little bit predictable. And I just – there was this hard banking left-hand turn, and then there was this big like kicker that you went over, this uh, almost like a tabletop jump out there. Yeah. And then it rolled, then you go to the finish line. And he would take the same line at the same pace every single time. I gave him a little bit of speed or a little bit of a cushion and then put, carried a bunch of speed into that last little um, banking turn and came flying around him. <laughs> and he's like, mother effer. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. He, That's awesome. He, he thought he had it in the bag because you could see the finish line. It was yeah. literally 10 seconds away. And I just came <laughs> by just him like a bat out of ghost hell. It. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. The problem is your name's too long for like a good Newman or like yeah, Webster. Exactly. Thundering. That doesn't, doesn't flow as well. <laughs> <Enough> work. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a good competitor though. So anyway, that was fun. Um, well, that's all good stuff. Do we answer all of Sean's questions? Oh, what's your favorite chocolate chip what's cookie? What's the best chocolate chip cookie you've ever had? His. Sean's are pretty good. Sean oh, my God. makes a really? good cookie. Just unbelievable. Oh. One of the docs I work with uh, does come close, um, but Sean Martin's 
chocolate chip cookies yeah pretty are just amazing yeah okay. that was fun we had a team mm-hmm. training camp and we were out in uh rainbow california rainbow top of a mountain <laughs> in our team house and sean and chris had a chocolate chip cookie throwdown. it wasn't a throw it was no contest that was a throwdown. <laughs> well his like mine can't be ready till tomorrow because i have to put it in the freezer and do this and <laughs> oh yeah it's over then at that what point what are you doing man you just sticking it up no you can't do that <laughs> <laughs> rookie <laughs> that was fun well, cool. Um, Evan, you had a kind of a decent weekend. I don't know how much you're going to share with us today, but... Uh, I had like a slightly pedal. more exciting weekend than I usually do. Yeah. Like, usually it's like, all right, Saturday, uh, I rode the TT bike for a certain amount of time in Sweet Spot. Then I jumped off. I went to the track for my Saturday run, which is about as spicy as I got this weekend, to be honest, and did two by 5K, which is my final workout prep for the race. I know nobody, Matt's not here for me to talk about Lionel Sanders with, but Lionel Sanders a couple of years ago, this is a triathlete, Chris, you can just zone out for a second. But the, <laughs> so, <laughs> he did a two by 5k workout in 2019 and I wanted to beat his times that he did, but I want to do it off the bike. So I did beat his times by luck, which made me very happy, which nobody here cares about. More importantly, <laughs> after that, I had to go home and act like everything was going to be completely normal that evening and suggested to Cassie that we walk down to the waterfront for no apparent reason. And she thought that that was strange because usually on Saturdays, uh, I like to not move as much as possible in the evening. After two hard efforts. I try to keep my steps under 100 unless there's chores to be done. And then if there are (laughs) chores to be done, I try to stay in one spot to do them as much as possible without moving around frequently. But you're like, hey, let's walk down to the waterfront. Let's walk down to the waterfront, which we've tried to make that our routine when it's nice. So we're like, okay, we're going to walk down the waterfront. And unbeknownst to her, I was going to propose when we got down to the waterfront. So... Uh, our roommate, Melissa, set up a, took her old truck, which is Cassie's old truck, is very sentimental to her, and she decorated it and brought it down to the waterfront. I, walking down the waterfront, knew I did not want to do this in a public area, because me and Cassie are not very public people. You know, this is not something we would want to do in front of a ton of people. So I keep on walking and walking and walking, and now she's definitely getting suspicious. She told me she did not think that it was going to happen by any means because we had been playing this for a couple months now and I took her out to the pier at the very end of the waterfront like the Vancouver waterfront all the way (laughs) the last thing before the construction basically and proposed to her down there thank god she said yes I got super lucky there and yeah that was basically my Saturday. Evan! Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. It was, it was an awesome weekend. It was a lot of fun. That's It was fantastic. a lot of fun. Yep. How, how long have you guys been going out? We, so we, we actually, it's funny because we debate on when we actually started dating. I thought we started dating way earlier than apparently we actually did. But we, we agreed <laughs> that it was like June of almost three years. So it's almost three years ago now is when we started dating. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We actually met in... Uh, our, our friend Robbie Holterman had me do a gait analysis at his gym and Cassie was there and Robbie had wanted me to meet Cassie. So he told me, he's like, Hey, here's her number. Once you're done with the gait analysis, just message her saying you want to talk about her running gait or something like that. So that was my nerdy pickup line was like, Hey, hey. want to meet up sometime and talk about your running gait? <laughs> she genuinely thought that was actually why I wanted to meet with her. <laughs> so our first date was in her mind, definitely not our actual first date. But <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah. And speaking of Lionel Sanders, you're going to be racing against him. Yes, you are. I am going to be racing against him and many other people that are much faster than me. So it's going to be fun. Former world champion. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is another awesome thing that Cassie does for me. Cassie's been like studying the start list for me too and being like, she's like, I think you fall roughly in this range. So it's, there's like 50 guys at this race. This is Galveston. This is Galveston. It's a 70.3. Half Ironman, which is the only distance I race pro right now. That is, that's my sweet spot. So, um, yeah, I'm hopefully, I I think I'm in a lot better shape than I was in 2019 at my last pro race. I think I should be. Typically before a race, you get yeah. a little chirpy, a little bit funny, a oh, little yeah. like jovial with people. Yeah. You gonna say anything to Lionel? Absolutely. And <laughs> Sam Long. Absolutely. Oh, I I Josh Amberger, who's a really funny guy. He's Australian yeah. <laughs> and always first out of the water in Iron Man for years. Uh I forget it was chat chat oh no, what race was it? It may, it may have been Boulder. We're like sitting in line, like talking with another guy named Ben Deal the entire time, just like like making fun of people's bikes, like I think Amberger was talking about how everybody has the same helmet and he did not. So he was like, I'm pretty sure I got an arrow advantage now over everybody. Cause he rides like an Oakley <laughs> helmet or something. But like, it, it's, it's funny to see on race day. You, you have these guys that are like, I mean, they are just locked in. Like you couldn't say anything to these guys. <laughs> Super serious. Just absolutely hundred percent serious. And I am so not that guy because I'm not going there with the expect, you know, there's 50 guys in this race. 25 of them, I bet this is their primary means of making money. Right. This is not my primary means of making money, but I love this sport more than anything. So I'm going to go there and have a blast on race day because I train 12 months for one day. These guys race like nine, 10 times in a year. I race maybe three pro races in a year. I'm like, this is big for me. I'm excited. So That's that's crazy. I'm going to have fun. You're you're racing with a world champion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ben Ben Canute's going to be there. was a U.S. Olympian in the Olympic distance. So yeah, I mean- it's going to be fun. I, I know my game plan. My game plan is I cannot mess around in the swim with the fast guys. It's just not going to happen. Just, just take the second route. Yeah. Just and jump on the second group Yeah, stay there. Exactly. Yeah. And for, for me, I know right now, after very boring weekends for a while, I know exactly what wattage I'm going to put on the bike. I don't have a power meter, but I know exactly what I'm going to put out on the bike. And I'm going to jump out, and I know exactly the run splits I want to try and hit. So, Would having a power meter play to your advantage? Actually, no. I'd, I want it to be race dynamics. So I know what I can do, and I know exactly what that feels like for Just me now. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I know that if I come out with a group, I'm going to get to the front of the group. If guys go past me, I'll try and stay with. And if that's outside of that effort, then I'm going to let them go. So, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. You and Josh did a pretty big weekend series of riding on time trial bikes yeah. well at least that was the plan correct um how did that go yeah. for you so right. yesterday god it was i'm sure did, did everybody ride out here yes there were some crazy winds yesterday it was like 45 mile an hour gusts yeah. at times around vancouver lake i raced again yeah 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 yeah. I forgot you were not there <laughs> but um that was great practice for me because it was it showed me that the position i'm in in the tt bike right now is a pretty good strong position like i think i can hold it if things get dicey out there yeah. um and in the in the triathlon field too, it's just you'll you'll run into some guys I don't think handle their bikes super well. And even though I'm definitely in the road cycling world, completely average at bike handling, if not slightly below average, <laughs> in the triathlon world, I think I handle a bike pretty well. Yeah. So you get guys in that field that handle bikes excellent. I mean, there's Joe Skipper will be there, and I think Joe Skipper was like a Conti pro in the UK. And yeah, I mean, you got guys like Sam Long who will just you know tear up the field on the bike but there's bike handling wise you get some guys in the field that are great and other guys that are not so gotcha. but if, if there's crosswinds i think i think that'll pay okay. that'll that'll play a factor gotcha yeah cool all right well again congratulations to you and cassie thank you yep we love that love cassie yep. so. absolutely cool all right uh, my back pedal real quick i um 
did seven hours of yard work over the weekend Ugh. and only rode for four. So that's a terrible ratio, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I did win the, the yard competition, so we're looking good on that. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. King of the cul-de-sac. Okay. The green thumb award. <laughs> Chris, how's your how's your driveway looking? How's it's your driveway? It's, it's good. <laughs> it certainly has not been power washed. <laughs> Because you park a car on it, covering (laughs) it the whole time. I don't understand. Don't don't come over because you'll get driveway envy, buddy. Uh (laughs) And also, don't bring your dirty car onto his driveway, please. You'd have to clean it right after. (laughs) Stay in the (laughs) cul-de-sac. That's why I'm always parking on the street. You can park in the street. (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. Um, But we did do the uh, the team flogging, right? That was fun. We did? It was... uh, a little weathery. We pushed it back a day, thinking that we would have better weather, which we did have better weather, but we still did get a little bit wet. But that was on a little bit. That was a tough workout. We were on it for the whole time. So. We were on it the whole time. So, and then did a, a fantastic ride with the uh, the team. We did the bull run ride. I don't. Th- I've done parts of that. I did it in a different direction. We went clockwise. No, counterclockwise this time. The, the first. No, you did it the other way. Yeah, yeah, we went it the other way last time. I did it with um, with Ian and and. Mike Guyvan, who I'm now going to call Veggie Mountains. I think I stand 155 pounds. But he's anyway. so lean. He's yeah. terrifyingly lean. He's so strong. Somebody right get now. him a race yeah. right now. That guy. <laughs> a race that he can finish. Yes. Okay. And yeah. also get him a race. He's not tempted to just sit on the front the entire time. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I felt pretty good on that ride. And then, yeah, that was my week. Nothing spectacular to report. No KOMs, no racing, nothing spectacular. So. Moving on. It's good times. <laughs> good times. Good All times. right. Let's uh, talk about Patreon real quick. I just want to uh, announce a new Patreon. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we have a new Patreon. Sarah Gates is our latest Sarah. and greatest Patreon. Thank you so much for being a supporter of the show. Thank you, Sarah. We are going to do another draw ring. There's some new goodies in that um, that pile now. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Sarah's name in here? Um that is a good question. If uh, I pull out a Champ Bailey name, it's going to Sarah Gates. Yes. I don't think we put Sarah in there. So, yeah, Champ Bailey will be Sarah Gates. Um, Sarah, you got two names in the next drawing. Yeah. How about that in there? Chris, you got to pull that out so Handle. you can read my, my chicken scratch handwriting over there. He unfolds it. And take a look. Rob Buck. Rob Buck. Again. Seriously? Again. <laughs> Rob's, Rob's a winner. The See, guy's a winner. Lance just shook that thing up for <laughs> a good it, minute. That was solid. <laughs> Everything's mixed up in there. There's there's with close Rob to thirty Buck. names in there or something like that. Rob Buck. Rob Buck. One again. Interesting story Rob. about Karcher, which we were just talking about before this. Jake yeah. Share, there's they're a Jumbo Visma sponsor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a crazy connection. I used one of their pressure washers over the weekend and we got some hats <laughs> from them. So they're based out of Camus. <laughs> yeah. Well their That's North wild. American headquarters is in Camus. <laughs> yeah. So um, listener of the show, Lynn Fisher, kindly offered those up, and I thought that was kind of cool. So that's Isn't that a, interesting that a power washing company would be like, what should we sponsor? Cycling. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Bike racing. I think it's great. That means <laughs> somebody up high rides a bike. Yes, that's what it, it means. It does. We need more CEOs that ride bicycles there is what go. we need. There you go. All right, moving on. Champ here. I'm all about having fun. You know, get a couple of cocktails in me. Start a fire in some way. I this is ironic Maybe because Lance never gets a couple cocktails off. in him. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> half the fun right there. What's up, champ? Champ Bailey here. I got lots of news, lots of things to go over. There was bike racing. racing. There was a lot of racing this week. Um, uh, let's talk about Ghent Wevelgum first. Yeah. Did you get that right? N- no. You mean, did I say the right thing? <laughs> uh, Ghent, so Ghent Wevelgum, who was it won by? I see, I just butchered it. Ghent Wevelgum. Yeah, Wevelgum. <laughs> so I'm in, 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 in Ghent Wevelgum. Ghent Wevelgum. 
I can't say. We just lost all of our European listeners. <laughs> Both of them. So, <laughs> who won? Uh, Wout Van Art. Yes. Yes, he did. He uh, wasn't in the break. He just uh, bided his time properly and out sprinted the, the group. Good. So he yep. won. Good for him. So, yep. my uh, my favorite story out of. Gent Wevelgum was mm-hmm. Sam Bennett. Did you hear the Sam Bennett story? I, I, I did not read the entire article, but I saw that Sam Bennett had something happen to okay, him. Okay, so Sam Bennett, so he won the green jersey in the Tour de France last year. Yes. So super strong sprinter. Probably the best player in the world, yeah. He um, turned himself inside out, trying to stay with the front group, didn't quite do it, blew up, puked on himself. <laughs> He pulled a lance. He pulled a lance. He puked on himself. He puked on himself. Hey, good for you, Sam. Wow. <laughs> There's actually video of it, of him just getting dropped off the group, and he's riding his bike, and he just, and he pukes. Fantastic oh story. Oh, my gosh. I love puke stories on the bike. Dude, these guys go so hard like each week. I mean, just like there's <laughs> I was I was talking with somebody about this where I was like, training structure for these pros during in season has got to be just so weird. Oh. It's like, all right, Saturday and Sunday, what are we doing? I don't know, hold four hundred watts for like an hour. Right. I don't know. And it's like back to back days. What are we doing Monday? Trying to like get out of the bed. Right. <laughs> okay, next big race, the tour of De Catalunya. Yes. Did I say it right? Catalonia. Mm-hmm. I toured Catalonia. Um, Catalonia. Uh, fun stuff. Sagan won the first stage yeah. in a sprint. Yeah. He, okay. Sagan actually pulled something oh, off. Oh, calm down. It's it's it, it's a very still won a sprint stage uh, in a world tour ride. Was Sam Bennett there? No. Nah, then I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he was puking was on Caleb himself. Was Caleb Ewan there? Actually, I don't know if Caleb Ewan was there. Or I don't not. know if he was either. <laughs> Um, that was one big story. Another story, one of the mountaintop finishes, uh, Ineos Grandos. Uh, Grenadiers. Yeah, yeah Grenadiers. butchered it. Uh, Ineos. Yeah. <laughs> Team Sky. No. <laughs> <laughs> Team Great Britain. <laughs> they swept the podium in yeah. one in one stage. Yeah. So Adam Yates, uh, Richie Port, yep. and G. Thomas. Yep. So that I was- am so happy to see Richie Port and G. Thomas still looking relevant. Yeah, like still looking like they could be part of that train. I love those pretty guys. Cool. That'd be awesome. And it was won by the whole the it, the whole tour was ended up being won by Adam Yates. Yep. So oh, he do, he won, huh? He won it. So that now, final like stage this colors, morning. Yeah. Now, what yeah. happened with Carapaz? Carapaz had a had a strange had a strange volt. Like he, he was I have no idea. He was in the train, then he was out of the train, and I think he had either a bike mechanical issue. I think he blew up one stage. He was he was kind of bouncing a little bit. So I think for for the the, the problem with being on Ineos right now. Is I mean they're they're so strong that you are basically competing to be the guy that gets to win the Giro, the Vuelta, or the Tour at this point, right? With how strong they look. So if you're on that team, I mean you're kind of competing right now to be like it's not a guarantee in my opinion that Bernal gets to lead the team at any point with how strong Yates is. I genuinely think Richie Port is going to come into some great fitness again this year. He's doing well. I mean Carapaz is. Hanel says no. Carapaz at one point last year may have been the strongest. Guy outside of Roglic and Pogaccia in the world, dude. I love Port. I'd lo- I'd love to see yeah. him do it, but I live in this world, <laughs> the real world. <laughs> he lives in reality. And Egon Bernal is still no, stupid. It was yeah. one week, maybe three weeks. I, I just no. Yeah. And what do you? You're already throwing Yumbo out the. Come on, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I know. Ineos I know. And Yumbo? It will that's be. Gonna be. I'm just I'm just saying if you're in the Ineos bubble, if if you're in the Ineos world, you're competing for like three spots right now because As a writer there. yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. 
The only other big news in racing, uh, Nasser Bahouni also an idiot. threw another shoulder and headbutt and no got relegated. Way. Yes. You know, he was a boxer, apparently. He's got it. He's got it. I, yeah, I don't know that how he still has trouble. a contract. He's how does he still have a world contract? He keeps doing this. Yeah. Did you check also, this morning to see if he still does? <laughs> he, uh, Nasser Bahouni apologizes for, quote, unintentional collision. <laughs> what what? does he race for? Um, I don't know. Is that Kofidis? I know he did for a while. I don't know yeah, if he's still. No, no, I think he's off Kofidis now. Oh, yeah, he's on he's on Quintana's team now. Yeah. yeah. What a what a strange team. This is I love Nero Quintana on this show, as you've seen from my numerous times picking him and him not doing anything. Yeah. But Arkea does seem to be the team of like, all right. Who who hasn't panned out like they should? Go ahead and come over here. <laughs> Champ Bailey out. You can smell it. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. I took a shower. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to write after this, not before. You guys ready for the topic today? No. No? <laughs> I don't know. Are we talking about vacation spots? Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> writing destinations for 2021. I was kidding. How about this? Um, <laughs> cycling conundrums. Questions that we still have. Problems that we still have in the world of cycling. I've got these questions, and I am going to bring this to you guys in a little bit of a hot seat format. Yeah, you guys have no idea. We haven't questions either. asked. You None of us have, except for Evan. Bunch and of stuff. I usually don't know. No, I, I haven't heard any of these. We haven't either. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Bunch of stuff on I, this I don't list. check my phone yeah. enough. Yeah, no. <laughs> I need to get a new phone, by the way. <laughs> so, going to throw some things at you guys, and then we'll just talk about them. We don't have a whole ton of time to go through this, but... Uh, I have more race stories to tell. Can I, I tell I, those? I have 40 minutes, don't worry. All right, so the first one. I get asked this all the time. My rear derailleur just doesn't work. It won't go up the big big ring or it won't go to the biggest cog, whatever. Do you guys know how to adjust limit screws on your rear derailleur? <laughs> so when I, when I was working at a bike shop, in Lebanon, Ohio. Uh-huh. Uh, it was originally called Wheelie Fun, and then it was called Go Fast after that. And Wheelie Fun. Wheelie huh? Fun, owned by Bob Duncan, Andrew Starkowitz, his coach, one of my favorite places in the entire world. But it is not a bike shop anymore. But uh, I used to try my very best to not be the guy that had to touch the limit screws. <laughs> that was my one goal in the shop. Did I learn how to do them? Maybe. Kind of. I would kind of be able to figure out if it was desperate. But if it was any major issue, there was another really good mechanic there, and I would go to pretend to do something else, and I'd come with excuse, be like, Cody, Cody, come up here. <laughs> last thing, last thing, just, just do the limit screws real quick. I just got to go grab this thing. <laughs> they're so simple, but oh, for a lot of years for me, too, it was like, oh, I'm not going to touch those. You're going to screw that whole derailleur up, and it's not going to work here. It's not complicated. It's not. But did I not teach you? Yes. Okay. And I probably could teach you pretty quick. I'm guessing probably. Dr. Hamill already to. knows how to do it. Pretty straightforward. Forward, yeah. And all mm-hmm. it is is just it creates a stop as to far, how far up the derailleur or down the dera- or the cassette the derailleur can go. Correct. So that's what it is. And I'm just, why is that such a conundrum for so, some folks? Because it's it's complicated. And it, it's all, terrifying. it looks scary. And if you screw it up, then your chain gets sucked. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. That's that's my first question. It's like, why? And um, this is low-hanging fruit. We'll get better ones, but I just wanted to put that out there because I get asked that question all the time. I used to try to adjust them without uh, disconnecting the cable. I kept on forgetting you had to disconnect the cable first. Yeah, you don't always have to do it. Oh, you don't? Well, no. That's what I was told. Probably because he didn't trust me to actually do it. But. All you have to do 
is Google search on YouTube. Oh yeah, I mean, how to adjust the, yeah. the limit screws on a rear derailleur. Yeah. Somebody's gonna have a three minute video. It's gonna well, show now, you how to do it. Now we have electronic shifting, so it's they yeah. are important though. This past weekend on the team ride. Oh yeah, a teammate had a. Well, he Alan. lost the screw, and then he had to replace it with an older one that was kind of Alan rusty. Alan Plank. And, yeah. That was, that's <laughs> oh, the really? reason why this is on there. Well, he ended up putting his whole uh, derailleur into his rear wheel. I think he broke a couple spokes. Oh, God. Yeah. Hatfield yeah. had to Did give him a ride Did he tear the hanger off? Uh, I think that's ended up yeah. what happened. Yeah. Oh, he he uh, started to go up the very first climb, and Hatfield drops his chain, and like all of a sudden, <laughs> like you go by him, and then there's Alan, and he's got a rear derailleur in his wheel and we're just like what's going on here like, see it's so funny just in my last couple weekends riding on a time trial bike in two separate gears haven't had the problem yet so <laughs> I've been either, using yeah. two gears <laughs> using, on flat I'm using a lot of gears guys I'm using two separate gears on a one by <laughs> that reminds me uh, Felipe Nystrom he yeah. came up to the uh, cyclocross race uh-huh. and in the prelims ripped his hanger right off his bike <laughs> ouch and, uh, and Scott Schultz actually loaned him his like extra bike so he could do the do the finals and that of course he should should for, yeah. for cyclocross for cyclocross races you should be bringing an extra hanger right I mean that yeah. that's got to happen a decent amount. You should always have races, an extra right? hanger for your bike. Period. Yeah, that's just my two cents because that's just one of those things. If it goes bad, it's not. It's like you're not going to be able to go just take it off any other bike. It's specific yeah. to the frame. So yeah. Now Scott's a good ten inches taller than Felipe, isn't it he? That is correct. Uh, Felipe rides a fifty. He is not a tall person. Scott Schultz rides a fifty-four. So well, he that's just, not a huge uh, difference. He rode yeah. on his tippy toes. There you go. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you can make that. <laughs> so you can make it, that work. You made it happen. <laughs> but that's the, the handling would be pretty tough. Yes. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's what awesome. Other sport is like your competitor. It's like no. Oh, in it's soccer, exactly. in soccer, I wouldn't even kick you the ball for a throw-in. Right? I, I would like kick yeah, the ball away so you got to chase it and throw it. Yes, Scott was just like, here, Felipe, use this. This will work. Beautiful. All right, next one. You can ask 10 different people this question, and you're going to get 10 different answers. What's up with tire pressure? <laughs> Seriously. I know it is, it's It's relative to a person's weight, but you uh-huh. can ask 10 different people who all weigh the answers. exact same amount that are riding on the exact same width tire. Mm-hmm. going to get a different answer every yeah. time. What's up with that? Why is it so difficult for us all to land on something that kind of works? I can understand being within like a pound or two, but if you talk to Lance and then you go talk to somebody else lance is going to be riding at like 55 psi on his road bike for some yeah reasons. lance lance will be riding even less than i am and i even agree with lance that less is better right now uh, to a certain degree. but we all we Gravel all used to ride cyclocross like changed my world we all used to ride like 110 yes i mean that was like yeah i like <laughs> i remember oh yeah my, on the 20 i started my, my, my first year of bike racing yeah i was riding 110 115 weighing like a buck 65 i don't know like okay okay but how much nicer of a ride is it <laughs> when you're riding at lower tire pressure? Oh, it's great. No, I love so it. So for me, yeah. to find that tire pressure that mm-hmm. that still is fast yep. and is so much smoother just makes my undercarriage happy. There you go. <laughs> well, it also technically is going to make <laughs> right? you... I think I think you're a little... You're going to ride farther faster. I think, I think you're a little on the low side, but it, I mean, from what? Okay, Matt, so Matt's research he's looked at, it's going to make you faster. Here's so. what people are talking about. I've been riding on 26 tubeless tires, and I ride at like 50 PSI, 50 or 55 PSI. Whereas... I think that's low. Well... What does it. the manufacturer suggest there, Mr. Yeah. Hepler, the on those new, new tires that we just put on your bike? They suggest 80 
See, that's that. That's what I'm writing. Actually, uh, you know, I'm going to go 80, 85. I just put brand new Pirelli 28s. Okay. Um, road tires on my road bike. So you do at least be 60 with the 28s, and, right? Still um, tubeless. Still tubeless. Yeah. And they they recommend 80 for my weight. I weigh 165 pounds. Okay. And I'm going to ride it at 60. Okay. Or 55. <laughs> Because it's just as fast. It's just as fast, suckers. Yeah, but it's just as fast. But you're on, but on you're a, a sample road. size of one. <laughs> on a rougher yes. road, it might be even be faster. It might even be faster. On a perfect road, maybe. That's just yeah. it. You get on a nice smooth tarmac and you try to rail a corner. I'm just and gonna that sit on somebody's enough wheel. for your rim to catch the road. How do I know this? Because <laughs> you Yeah, because <laughs> fifty five is <laughs> all right. Yeah. So you're on a mountain bike or gravel bike. You put as little, you ride that bike until the tire starts to fold over, and then you just add one PSI. That's, that's, what, that's what PSI you race after you at. Brick, after you pick up your broken body and bike. No, this is in the, the parking lot before the race. You're like testing yeah. tire pressure. So, so that way you break your head before the race so that you don't have to worry about making it back to the car. So. I remember my first cross race was one of those conundrums where I didn't know which tire pressure to put in there, and I started listening to what everybody else was saying, and I had just recently switched everything over to tubeless. I wasn't riding on a tubular, which that, is that still what you're riding on to this day, or are you tubeless? Uh, I ride tubeless on Does my cyclocross bike. Yes, they do. Um, a lot of the pros because they right. have unlimited wheel sets. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they can do whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just remember because I, I ride pretty aggressive and I'm not exactly light. I was about 182 or three pounds around that time when I was doing that race, and I burped uh, out there on the, yeah. the race, and I ended up finishing the race with about 15 psi in there. And I remember, like, I won, so it wasn't a big deal, but I also raced in the wrong category. I was racing in Cat 5 and got immediately kicked out, which was fine. But I remember after the race was over, I was um, just kind of watching other people, and we were standing, and I was over there by the pit, if I'm not mistaken, but I was watching all the guys come out of the canyon at David Douglas. And um, I remember seeing Scott Troutman, and this is before I'd actually, like, like really gotten to know Scott. He came running up, and his bike was done. I think he, like... His hanger, I think, went out on him Some, as well. Yeah. And I told him, like, oh, go jump on my bike. And, like, he did, like, a whole lap. And, like, the seat was really too high. And I think we ended up <laughs> dropping it down for him a, whole, a little bit. But um, I forgot to mention to him that there was only 15 PSI in the back tire. <laughs> but he still finished the race on a bike. is better than not finishing at all, right? That's but, right. I don't know. So in the cross race, in the prelims, yeah. um, it's super muddy race, like, talking, like, four-inch deep mud, yep. um, some nasty stuff. I rode... I had 32s, 32 uh, PDX tires on, and I rode at 24 PSI in the rear and 23 in the front. Uh-huh. And in the finals, I rode at 20 and 19. I let out four PSI wow. because... Cush core in there too, yeah? I do have cush core in there. Did that make a difference with uh, the mud and being able to go down a little bit lower? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So more traction. I, there was there was a little cl- mud climbing section with like two mini barriers, and I was I was riding it, and nobody else was riding it. Everybody else was jumping off and running up and hopping over the barriers, and then running to the top of the hill to remount. And how and, much time did that save you? I, I don't know. It so saved me a few seconds. That all makes uh, sense on the cross bike, but on the road, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that whole fifty to fifty-five psi. But if that's what makes you happy, and it well, takes care of your, your you aging back back there. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. It's just his back is too old to take that uh, that pounding from a seventy-five psi. Uh, <laughs> 
would you would you even be capable of racing a triathlon at one ten anymore? Because you don't know, think so. you remember transition no. zones, and you're like, wait, I need to pump it up to one seventy five, please. <laughs> <laughs> I want the tube to be about a centimeter away from imploding itself. <laughs> so I think all of us here at the table, we we're pretty much different weight sizes, but are we wildly different on the PSIs that we're using? I mean, way different because I'm 152 and I pump up to 80 and 85. Lance is 50 to 55. How about I, you, don't, Chris? I don't have time for that ridiculousness. Yeah, just you squeeze the squeeze tire. Squeeze test, yeah, thank you. Just, yeah. A little yeah. flick, yeah, yeah that's that good. needs a little There's air. There's air in there. Oh, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do the ding test. Now, before a race, I will, and I'll run about. I used to run 120 like everybody else, yeah. right? Yeah. And it felt so fast because you're bouncing all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, now I run around 80, 80. On yeah. tubeless. On tubeless. Yeah. Tubeless. Oh, yeah, I'll never go back. I'll never. I'm so glad you pushed me to do that. Same. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right, the next one. Why is everything so matchy-matchy? Why are we always so concerned about our, our kit matching our bike, matching our shoes, matching that's our not bar just, tape, matching that's our not saddle? That's just cycling, though, really, when you think about it. Like, I know that like we make fun of ourselves in cycling for doing that. Cycling, in my opinion, is actually the, the normal one there. Because you look at basketball players, soccer players, it's still, you want to look good. The sport that is the outliers, triathletes look like idiots all the time. <laughs> Rocking around all in compression socks. All the time. Nothing matches. <laughs> It looks bad. Who wears compression socks just walking around? Like my mom used to just walk around in compression socks all the time as a kid. So I grew up thinking like that's normal. And I'd like them because I, I hated things touching my calves. So I didn't like having compression socks on. But yeah, like cycling is to me the, is the cool sport there. That like seems like a weird thing. It's like, oh, why do the socks need to so, be a certain? Oh, yeah. like, matchy makes you cool. Huh? <laughs> I, not the cool I think a, a cl- like a clean, solid-looking cyclist, and this is coming from somebody who has never looked like that in their entire life. But that looks cool to me. Like it does. It looks really like it looks pro. We we, we talk about that. You look pro now. I this last weekend on a TT bike was wearing our dialed-over jacket thing, my tri kit underneath that, a buff. Uh, two gloves and ski socks that went up to my knee because my <laughs> shins were cold. <laughs> With were, no shoe covers. You look like Fred. That were neon green. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm, on a, I'm on still a, a Fred. On a disc wheel. On my TT bike. Oh, my Did gosh. you have the pointy helmet on too? Yeah. S- yeah. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. It's fantastic. It's right. terrible. Yeah. That's why I think that. Who wants cold chins? This is why I think the cyclists look cool, <laughs> is because I wanted to look like that my entire life. I just haven't, I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't achieved it. What's your take on this handle? I, uh, I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. Yeah. Who we need to have on here is John Kraft. Yep. Who is, is a beautiful photographer. Uh, the, the, yeah. the fantastic photos, photographer. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. He has an eye for beauty. Yep. But he's matchy matchy. Oh yeah, all his kits and, match. And, and, yeah, and I, I think remember, it's partly the, the tradition yeah. of it. Right? Yeah, I've made a video for our team training camp. I think it was the first year that we were at that same Rainbow House, and Lance was bombing down the hill, and I had him in one of the shots, and he was wearing the green socks. I think that it was you I had, had him. I had all my all my orange gear on. But I was wearing green socks. And that was for a yeah. competition we were having. And oh my gosh, did he let you have it on <laughs> YouTube? What are you doing? Why are you what? wearing those socks? That's terrible. So the next yeah. ride I did, where I knew Junkraft was there, I showed up with like the loudest, most terrible socks I had. <laughs> that's awesome. Just a needle. That's awesome. <laughs> but I think that that's like a huge irony in cycling, too, if you think about it, with how like gritty the sport's like history is. 
that like Belgians were, I mean, just hard and cyclists <laughs> and they're doing Perry Roubaix and they're like, but make sure your socks are about this high. <laughs> Why? Right. You're like, we're, we're about to go get destroyed by cobbles and every inch of us is going to be covered in dirt, but you want to make sure that my cycling cap matches my matches. socks. <laughs> so yep. part of it, I get it. If you look good, if you, if you look fast, maybe you'll feel fast yes. and maybe that will, will yep. make a difference. The only downside to it, I think, is is try, and something that you do a wonderful job here at, at DCT. And one of the reasons I joined uh, when I was looking to join a sure. team. because we forced is, you to. Is that... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't believe me. I got, anybody who ends up on the other end with me, they, I got the better end of the deal. Uh, it's the elitist. It's hard to get around that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I still remember the first time I got a KOM was because I was angry. I, I got I got yes. cut off by these guys and all these matching kit things and it, <laughs> and it was and I, I, it was when you still have follow me thing or something on there uh-huh. and I, it just it, it, it pissed me off because they they didn't wave they didn't it was nothing right yeah. it they, was, just, it, they just they just zoomed past you Zoom. like those yeah. bastards yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> And I, I found out where they, they went, and they got this KOM thing. I'm, I'm going to freaking take that from them. That was the very, actually the very first one I ever got. <laughs> that was that's an awesome, anger. That's right? an awesome first so, KOM story. It's, it's, Just a spite KOM. Pure spite. Pure spite KOM. that elitist thing that, that we work so hard to get out of, yep. right? And say, hey, you, you can belong here. It doesn't. I don't care what you're wearing, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. And then, but then, when it comes to race day, you, you, you just should, put your orange kit. You should put your orange kit on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so. here to be in full support of anybody who does not match on a bicycle, <laughs> and also people who <laughs> race in triathlon shoes and have never ridden SPDs. Because <laughs> you've, you've, you've said a lot. The best cyclists aren't on bi- are, They aren't on a bike yet. Right. Nope. Exactly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yet. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think of just people I've. Met. I got. I, I. I always tell this story. There was a guy I remember. He raced in no lie. It was like khaki, like sh- like like pants, basically. And he was in a Cat Three race, and I think we were in like West. We were in Indiana. We we we, we were in Indiana. This was a Cat Three race, and this guy was in the final selection, and like was on a podium that day. I think I think he was third in, in the final uphill sprint, and he was on. I mean, a nine speed like, which is why me and him were talking the whole time because we were both on nine speed. Like, hey, hey, yeah, we're like, <laughs> oh, why why do you need two extra gears? Yeah, nine works fine, but like. I mean, the, the, this guy was like in in a borrowed kit, clearly, and khaki pants, and I think he had like, if I remember right, he had like egg beater like pedals too. He had like mountain yeah. bike shoes on. This guy was, I mean, flying up the the hills. This an amazing cyclist. I still remember that guy to this day because whenever anybody's like, you know, look good, feel good, I was like, yeah, unless you look like him, and then you're still fast, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I had a conundrum this this weekend because I ran out of kit. Yeah, <laughs> because. <laughs> I, I raced the cyclocross race on Saturday. I warmed up, th- made something filthy. Yeah. Then I, I raced the prelims and destroyed my cyclocross race kit. So yeah. I had to wear something else. And then on Sunday, I raced a mountain bike race. And I'm like, I don't... Did you throw a t-shirt on? I don't have any clean kit. <laughs> Did you race in a t-shirt? No, I had to... I, I like pulled out like a... I pulled out my road... My road bibs and road jersey, and I raced in that because yeah. I was everything else was dirty. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. can't have that. That's There's awesome. Bob Poole. You ever seen that interview with him? I love Bob Poole. It was a couple years ago, but he was riding to work in his work boots to construction. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And yeah. The, these cycles come by, and he's he's blowing them away, and they're like, 
you need to get into cycling. <laughs> but he was in his work boots. He was boots. in his work yeah. boots. Yeah. I, love, I love Bob Roll. Bob Roll. Huh? Is that Bob Roll? Bob Roll. Bob Roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Bob Roll. Bob okay. Pol- Poole is a local Portland guy. No, no. Bob, Bob Roll yeah. is yeah. what I meant. Did <laughs> yeah. I say Poole? Yeah. Yeah. Bob Poole. That's shout out to Bob Poole. It's my shout fault because you're hanging around me. That's what happens yeah. when you hang around me. Your <laughs> mind and your mouth don't cooperate. But that, so. I do, I do kind of like that, that, that like gritty background stories. There, there yeah, there's a lot right. of those in cycling. Good, there, yeah. there really are when you look back. And I, and I hope cycling always keeps. Like I, I always hope there's some player in these get you know in these stories where it's like oh yeah you know this guy uh, had a you know mountain bike for years and so he just randomly picked him up and he was like where are you going that's I, yeah. I I think those stories are awesome all right next one you guys ready for this one yep going commando <laughs> we go we all go commando as cyclists in our kits yes how long did it take you to figure that out <laughs> why don't we let everybody know that so that we can save somebody the the stress and anxiety and the pain. Of not rolling commando. Do not wear underwear underneath your oh, bib yeah, shorts. If you do it once, I you only will never do it again. On like some of the coldest rides I've ever been on is the only no, time I've ever done that. Even not at all. That's you can wear them on the outside, but not underneath. <laughs> wear the outside. Tiny on the outside. You got to keep yourself warm, dude. <laughs> it was you, compression shorts, but still, yeah. It will rub you raw. Yeah. You you will not have a happy undercarriage. No. I remember. I didn't know that. I can remember getting my first pair of like, uh, it was a cycling short. It wasn't even a bib. And I was just like, I don't know. I just got this pad in there. You just wear that. I just all right, put my underwear on, put that on and go ride. Yeah. Not happy times. Not happy. But nobody ever talks about that. No. Why also, that? like chamois butter needs to be more widely accepted. Oh, as something you tell people God, immediately. Yes. Like I knew right away with chamois butter, but I had a couple friends of mine who've been riding for a few years. And like before race, you know, as, as one does in public eye, take it and, you know, just go straight down your pants. Cause you know, you just do that in the open air. And one of my buddies looked at me, he's like, what are you doing? It's like, what are you talking about? What are we doing? Like chamois. I was, chamois like, butter. I was like, you've been racing all year with me. Why are you asking me what am I doing right now? He's like, what is that? It's like, you don't use chamois butter. He's like, no, never have. <laughs> I asked him, I was like, how bad is it? He's like, oh, it's very, it's terrible. I just thought that that was like the, I just thought that that was what cyclists gonna, dealt with. I'm going to do a race at PIR. With only chamois butter. Wait, what? <laughs> no kit. <laughs> no Just kit. chamois butter. Is that going to be get kicked well, out? Well, I mean, that's accepted in Portland. But, yeah. There is a naked bike ride in Portland. <laughs> that is. is a thing. Yeah. That is definitely a well, thing. Well, that used to be the thing out there at PR. It was like the last race of the season, if I'm not mistaken, that they would uh, they would do it naked. And they, I remember somebody coming up to me and saying, Shut hey, you. Up. No, yeah. They, they told Shammy me you might want to have your your, uh, your juniors um, get off the course because that's kind of a tradition. And I, I think they kind of stopped doing it in recent years. But that used to be a thing. Like towards the end of the season or the very last race of the year, a bunch of people would go out and they would do the last Race lap naked. naked. So. That's so Portland. Yeah, that's awesome. 100%. That's single really? speeders. <laughs> <laughs> the, my brother is the one that when he, again, I had advantage of having somebody who did cycling. Sure. He's like, don't wear your underwear under that. You're like, what? Why? I'm like, why not? And it, I'm going like, this just, thing. Just don't. <laughs> So I wear shorts over my cycling when I first started out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you just, yeah, I was younger and you're self-conscious. Now I'm old. I don't give a crap. Yeah. Right? But uh, yeah, it's, it takes a little while to, to get used to that, but it's all practicality. Yeah. It's not yeah. about how it looks or this or that. It, you figure it out that actually this is the best way to go. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And those things are all ergonomically cut and the chamois there to protect your regions from certain contact <laughs> have that butter on there and yeah lack of underwear it, i do i do think times. it's it, it, it is kind of that that other barrier to cycling when you think about it is i mean we're literally <laughs> you're basically thrown on spandex yes and going, and going into public i mean that's 
you know, they, like that's scary for most people that aren't sociopaths like us. <laughs> where we're just like, I don't care. You know, it's like, I mean, God forbid you have a race a triathlon and you're like, okay, not only you have to ride the bike on that too, but I got to run around town with that. And Unless you, might, you live in Portland. And you might pee yourself too. Weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Trotman just uh, chimed in on our live YouTube and uh, said Chris Horner what? used <laughs> Noxema for 30 years for his chamois. He really? didn't use chamois cream. He used <laughs> Noxema? Really? Jesus, Chris. God. <laughs> Chris Horner, former world pro, lives yeah. in Bend. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Oh, and good. world tour. Winner and world tour yes. winner, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. During a um, interesting time in cycling. No, yes. oh, don't get me started. I know, I know, no. Chris was a world tour winner. We're just going to end it at that. Thank okay. you, yeah, thank you, Chris. Right. <laughs> no, it's a good. I'm still pulling for Horner, man. Horner was a good guy. He's from Bend. Yeah, he's yeah. a local. He's a very he's a good guy. Yeah, true. Cool. Yep. All right, next one. You ready? Next one. What the hell's up with bottom brackets? Why are there so many kinds of bottom brackets? Why do we need to have? There's got to be what at least a hundred different. There's so many varieties. bottom brackets. No, I can understand the fact that different companies are going to have different size spindles. So you've got SRAM's got their dub. They used to have the GPX. Yep. Shimano's got their 24 mil. You've yep. got BB30. That in itself is enough of a, a crazy conundrum. <laughs> now we've got bicycle manufacturers all making different widths and sizes and using different specs. And how many, seriously though, how many bottom brackets? And I hate it when a bottom bracket comes in because, God, I got to go sit down and I got to sit on the interwebs and I got to go figure it out, Google everything and figure out what your make and model this particular bike is and dig in and find what the spec is and find out what one of 537 different bottom bracket yeah. specs are there. And then you got to go and try and buy it and it's freaking sold out. I think it's a I think it's a bike shop uh, conundrum. It's the worst. <laughs> it's definitely a bike yeah. shop conundrum because no, it's it always an issue. The old adage had like cycling loves proprietary things. Right? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. We should have asked, make money. We should have yeah. asked Gary that question uh, when we had him on yeah. from BB Infinite. He could have answered that question pretty <laughs> emphatically for us. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it's good for his business because so he sells. Many. A bunch I think of that's yeah. It's, it's got to be. That's what you need. It's, it's yeah. yeah it's, it's proprietary. about the money. It's, yeah. It's yeah, about the money. You're right. Why can't we standardize it? I mean, we uh, used to have suit. Betamax and VHS, and VHS won out. You know, we used to have, what was Yeah, a, but if you're Betamax, you don't want that to happen. <laughs> no, but you know what? That makes it easier for us. I mean, yeah. just to imagine. I mean, I can understand that, that maybe if there was like two or three different, but why do we need to have, seriously, like hundreds of different specs? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't know. Why can't frames all look reasonably the same? Why did TT bikes decide that they were going to take out the seat tube? <laughs> it's oh, like, you know, yeah. it's, and then make it Don't a nightmare for anybody travel, to work yeah. on. I know, but I'm saying, I mean, it's similar stuff in the bike industry. It's like, <laughs> there's time trial bikes, and then there's triathlete this bikes. This is true. This is true. <laughs> that are this not is, UCI legal. That's why I love UCI legal. I think everything <laughs> needs to be UCI legal. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. Why so much hate for e bikes? Why so much hate? That's an easy took, one for me. That's an easy one. That's because we all, like, you, you, you nailed it with. What is every cyclist, no matter if you're the 300-pound cyclist who's going four miles an hour uphill or you're you know, Chris Froome, you're all suffering going up that hill. That it, it's, I agree that when we've talked about it, hey, it's really cool that like an 85-year-old guy whose knees are blown out can still get out on that bike and enjoy the wind in his face and all. Yeah, cool, but if you're 35 and you're on an e-bike, I kind of hate you. 
I just do. You kind of suck. Like I know, and and, and I'm probably going to be okay. like the the, the major maybe, naysayer on. Maybe here. if that guy's showing up to a group ride, and maybe he's yeah, we've had that happen you. before. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, don't don't tell me that when we were. I sat on the front of a group in Vancouver Lake and hammered my brains out to try and bring in a guy who was pushing probably a hundred watts there and not trying. <laughs> That's it's hard to look at that guy and be like, man, I'm just glad he's out here. Like that is, it's just I think in cycling the the one thing we can all agree on is that it's an uncomfortable sport and that's the beauty of it. It really is beautifully uncomfortable. When I was out of Vancouver Lake yesterday, there was some like late 60s guy hammering into this ridiculous headwind we had on the way back. And I passed him and cheered him on just like I would have if we were like, you know, on the Dutch corner in on Alpe d'Huez. <laughs> this guy's head was down and he was giving it the beans. If he was on an e-bike and blown by me, I would have been like, screw this guy. This is <laughs> What was he giving it? Giving it the beans. Giving it the beans. You guys ever say that? I've never heard that before. But oh, you've you know never I, heard that? I, Seriously? I think I love that. I've never heard that. The Give other one the is, beans. Oh, I love that. When in doubt, give her the onion. Yes, I love that one too. What do, what do they here. mean? I have no idea. No idea where Midwest it came thing? from. Ohio thing or what? It might be a Midwest. I mean, it's, it's a hit the throttle thing. Yeah. Give yeah. it the beans. Give it the I've beans. It. Give yeah. it everything. Okay. Yeah. All right. This old guy was getting it. He was he was going after it. But beans yeah, it was like there was some, there was, we were both on the same machine. He probably even looked at me and man, he's like, God, this disc wheel, this guy. Like he was probably looking <laughs> right. at me. He's like, I'm, I'm working harder than this fellow over here. With his shins all covered. Yeah, exactly. With his ski so, socks on and his disc wheel. <laughs> in the same breath though, like let's say Evan Price shows up to our group ride on his TT bike and we're out there hammering on our road bikes and oh. he's just oh. Dustin. I would never do this for the record. Uh, he, did that to, <laughs> he did that to Handel's KOM out there. Okay, that was oh, different. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Wait, I only went a... after it after he, he Yes, he got, yes, that was different. Try this on the road bike, and there's no way. Yes, it is cheating for that KOM. But But. I think that that KOM now has it's like okay, you got the TT guys versus the group ride. I think I think that's what that KOM is because that's why I kept. That's why I titled my ride. You got to get better. Did you see the GCM video that came out this past weekend with five v one? Dude, they had a pro riding with it. But still, well, they still dropped the one guy off the back, so it was only four. Yeah, (laughs) got dropped early on. Love bridge one. Yeah. That was oh one of my God. favorite YouTube videos I've seen in the well, last. As all, they've, they've done, done the documentary on Ollie getting dropped off the back. Yeah, 1v2, 1v3, 1v4, and they just did 1v5 and yeah. finally got Sai. Yeah. Well, Sorry. it was still four because Ollie got dropped off the back. This so is true. It was still it was four guys. one guy on a time trial bike versus five guys on road bikes. Correct. And one okay. legit pro guy who is racing as a professional right now. And he was yeah. on the road bike? Or he was the, on the road, road he bike. He was on the road yes. bike. Arrow was I mean, Sai yeah. is legit, though. I mean, Sai is very, very yes. fast. So, yeah. Yeah. Arrow is king, absolutely. For the e-bike But thing. I will say, riding a TT bike very fast, it gets a little underestimated how hard that actually is. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to take that the, away yeah, from that, you. Yeah, that, that position is hard to maneuver, control, and put power out in. Once you get used to it, would anybody at this table after three months on a TT bike be able to snag those? Absolutely. But the, the it's still, like me going for that KOM, I am still hand, like flogging myself for that. If you're, it, it's just... Riding an e-bike is absolutely fine, but when you're talking about, like, does it bother you as a cyclist? Yeah, because it's like you get to the top of this beautiful mountain, and you're like, man, everybody up here had to push pedals to get up here, and there's the guy that got the engine attached to the bike. Okay, so I could understand that if it was like me or Lance or Chris jumping on the bike and kind of goading you all the way up and getting to the bike and getting to enjoy that and saying that I put in the same work and effort, but that's just not the case here in my opinion. I think that there are a ton of people 
that could get on yeah. that bike and would never be able to make it up that in a million years. Could they train for eons to try and get up there eventually? Sure, maybe, but yeah. I want them to be able to enjoy that as well and see you yeah. guys getting up there and say, well, I had to do it on an e-bike. Maybe I'm going to go out there and I'm going to work a little bit harder so that maybe I can. If it do does it that, that would so, be great. If, it, if it's a gateway drug to actual cycling, yeah. then that's great. And I yeah. think it isn't. You've got a lot of yeah. people where like a husband or wife. Yes, couples. Yes, I do. I do where, preface this too with yeah. like, I mean, trust me, if I'm 85 and I'm like, man, the pedals are getting yeah. a lot stickier, well, I'm for sure getting yeah, an e-bike because like I still want to be outside. Husband and wife, and I'm not going to do this one where it's the wife that can't keep up with the husband. Because it could be the other way. Remember the <laughs> no, Patreon, the new Patreon they have, way. Sarah Gates? Sarah Gates. They just, she and her husband, he got the e-bike because she's <laughs> the little gravel pressure so yep. she can keep up with them. There you go. Or so he can yep. keep up with her, rather. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. a perfect example of those where a spouse, one spouse can ride with the other where that normally wouldn't happen. Yeah. How much fun did you and Brandy have? A blast. Yes. Absolute blast. Buzzing yeah. around on those. And we've gone on rides where I've been on my road bike, Brandy's on the e-bike, and it, it works. It's just, yeah. yeah. And we're together instead of, yeah. yeah. How about commuting? Would you love to... Well, but you Brandy, also you like, to get but you also like that person, so you're not going to... We're I talking... Like I'm talking about what is your initial instinct <laughs> when a random person comes... This isn't if Listen, Brandy comes flying by you I'm, on the e-bike. I would just only funny. be upset if there's Strava segments involved. That would be the <laughs> okay. only reason that That's a different story. Yeah, Otherwise, different story. I'm just happy to see people outside on bikes. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what anything that gets people moving. Yes. I, yeah. our, our, with technology and our lifestyle, just from a health standpoint, yes. I know this all the time, it, just move. I don't care what you do. Exactly. It, yeah. But there's a recent study showing that you get pretty dang good exercise. You burn quite yeah, a few calories on a freaking e-bike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even America if you're only putting during, out 100 or 150 yeah. watts, that's still not even 150 that. more yeah. watts not per... Not even that. So if it gets people moving... Yeah, absolutely. I'm all for it. Yep. Now, do I sometimes get that way I, on my commute? Because I get the, I'm I, being honest just about my I, gut instinct to what it. Really, <laughs> what really gets me yeah. is I'm, I'm very much a rule follower, mm-hmm. right? So every red light, I'm stopping and doing yeah. it, right? When the guy on the freaking e-bike blows a red doing, light or something, yeah. Yeah, they'll run through. I'm like, what are you, you're on an yeah. e-bike. You're not even a real cyclist. <laughs> you don't even need to power up. You're, you're a even, motorcyclist. <laughs> and you still have to run the lights and the stop yep. signs, dude. Come on. Yeah. You're on a freaking scooter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. That's your instinct, though, isn't it? That's, yeah. It's it, different than if, when it's Brandy and Lance going on a wonderful <laughs> evening ride together. It's a completely different story. And, and not that I don't get mad at it when they run I've, I've mellowed out a bit said okay fine run red light you get hit you get hit but when you're on an e-bike it, that, that that just it gets me yeah it's yeah. like because oh. everybody already hates us so much <laughs> it's like, and that's what it is. i got i've got yelled at in vancouver like so there. it's not that not i think it's the three same guys running by me who are just like this guy i hate him he's out here on this weird black bike every single week as a commuter you, you want you, you want to be an ambassador for the for the sport, right? Because it really is. It, it doesn't have to be. I, I know I have a relationship with cars, right? Yeah. You, you have a relationship with cars with bad, uh-huh. like cars suck. Yeah. Yeah. They cause damage, and I've been there myself. Um, but I'll, I'll. I mean, I. I when when they do things right, I try to acknowledge it and and wave to them and say, you know, thank you. Yes. For doing the right mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Right. Because what they'll remember. They'll forget 99 cyclists that they go by. It's the one jackhole that yes. runs in front yep. of them or scares them yep. because, yep. holy crap, I almost hit you because you didn't follow the you're rules. Being an idiot. Yep. Yep. And then every cyclist is that one person. Yep. And that's understandable. That's just human nature. So you do your best out there to be a good ambassador mm-hmm. and, and survive at the same time. Um, and generally, if you're predictable, uh, you'll do okay. Keyword predictable. Oh, yep, right. Yeah. And that's that's what it's about is yep. predictability. Yep. Two both times I broke my collarbone, it it, it wasn't 
the car did something unpredictable, but it's because a cyclist did something unpredictable in front of the car mm. is, yeah. is how it ended up. Mm-hmm. And I just learned to give, uh, partly I was, it was conditions weren't ideal and yeah. I was a little too close going a little too fast. But, um, so part of it was, was my fault, but at the same time, it wouldn't have ever happened if everybody would have been predictable. So gotcha. just be predictable. Gotcha. Gotcha. So real quick follow-up question to that. Couple years down the road, let's say that bike organizers are getting together and starting to organize e-bike races. Heck yeah! You think so? Heck yeah! Yep. You think so? It'd be a whole oh. different group. It'd, well, be, it'd bring in a whole different kind of racer. I would be a hundred percent all for cruiser bike races in road races where that's an actual division. You throw a motor on it? No, I'm done. I'm out. No, it's over. That's not biking anymore. That's a motorcycle race. You still got to handle it. That's still, a motorcycle you still race. Gotta you got to handle a motorcycle. That is a motorcycle race. I've only ridden one of these things once. I'll tell you what, as soon as I hit that pedal and I was up to 20 miles an hour, that was the most fun I've had in a second. I would have thought, this should not be allowed. <laughs> this is too much fun. It is awesome. All right, let's move on to a couple more. I've got Gosh, I got so many, but I don't think we're going to be able to touch on all of them because we're getting a little long here. Um, Sorry. No, it's, no, these are all great topics to discuss. We could probably go off and uh, spend a lot more time on them. All right. This one is a good one, I think. We're all friends at this table, right? Well. Kind of. Yeah. Friend adjacent. <laughs> Friend-ish. Friend-ish. Yeah. Ish. Acquaintances. We've got a lot of other friends on the team, right? Why is it that when we go out and get on bikes, we all decide that we need to absolutely punish each other? <laughs> yeah. Why do we beat the snot out of each other and take uh, victory in that, take pride in that, and put a big smile on our face watching our friends suffer so much? There are people who don't always. It's you and you. <laughs> what are you pointing at me for? And sometimes you, you're a bit more planned out about it. I like to be a little bit planned with it, yeah. Yeah. There's some where it's like, oh, no, that's cool. We can chill. I'm a socializer. When I go yeah. on, I like chit-chatting and doing that. Sure, cool sure. with going yeah. slow the whole time. It's you guys. You guys up front and start just start pushing it, and it's gradual. And it's just a, it's like a frog boiling in a pot. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty soon you're just hammering because you, you, you're like, you got to stop. Sorry, I got to stop talking. It was nice talking to you because now we're hammering. Because <laughs> Hepler and I will. Shaker. Freaking killing it on the front. So when we went up Larch, this exact situation happened when we were going to go up Gibson next. We were down to a smaller group. It was maybe eight of us. And we're going up Gibson, and everybody agreed. I'm going to blame Hatfield for this. This is 100% Hatfield. <laughs> He'll do it. So, yep. so we're all rolling up. And me and David Goodman are literally halfway through a sentence talking with Jay Fielding about how, yeah, there's going to be like zone two going up this. Let's just keep it chill. Yeah, nice like, nice. we got some of the kids with us finally against kids. Or, of course, the ones that drop everybody. We're like, oh, no, you know, yeah, like, keep it slow for the kids as we know that they're going to drop <laughs> us at some point. But... We we get there and then just yeah it just starts like okay you know pushing a little bit We're like eh, not zone two anymore what's Hatfield doing Hatfield's going off the front pushing pushing <laughs> now Nate goes up to him and me being a massive hypocrite is I look back at David I'm like uh, this is zone two anymore and then I just follow the move and then everybody's going all out all the way up Gibson <laughs> Nate's not and then we just fog each go. other all the way up yeah. yeah and you're not gonna let Nate go well I'm not gonna let Nate what's out climb me Hatfield and Nate yeah. in front of you Nate no. puts out a million and a half watts I have to have the hills <laughs> the hills are all I have as a cyclist that in the TT position and most of you don't have TT bikes so if it's going uphill I'm not gonna let Nate stay with me. Hatfield wow. and my daughter and I went on a ride on, on Sunday. Yeah. He waited for us. He did the same dang thing going up Lark. <laughs> no, and it's yeah. with Kylie and I, right? <laughs> He's pushing. Kylie's dropping off the back. I talk for him for a while, try to slow him down a bit. <laughs> I love it though. It's just, I feel crushed because he he's the nicest. Because he's the nicest human being alive. Oh, That's the funniest yeah. thing about cyclists is it's like 
this killer instinct to make the person next to you suffer. It's from the nicest people you ever meet. Yeah. It's, it's a weird conundrum. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good times right there. I'm just curious what that psychology is all about. Maybe I need to have my wife on the show someday. The, uh, PhD psychologist to let us know oh, absolutely. why it is that we do this to each other. You you bond with the people that you suffer with. This is true. And it is. That's what... And even more if you make them suffer. <laughs> Adversity does that, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Do you guys want more or is that enough? One more. One more? Yeah. All right. Do you guys have any conundrums out there that you want to ask? While I kind of go through my list here, is there anything that you guys are thinking about? Yeah, why so much mustache hate? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Jake. <laughs> why so much mustache hate? I don't know. I, I don't get any of that mustache hate from me. I'm, I'm fine. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go out on this one. Why do bikes have to cost so damn much? Oh, that's a great one. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's a lot of research and, and design, and I know that there's a lot of... Uh, you know, fine components out there that are finely crafted, but I'm looking. I, I'm looking at some of the new BMCs coming out, and I got a little sneak peek behind the doors. And I, I'm going to say it if I get in trouble. I'm, I don't know, sorry, sorry, BMC. They've got a new Campagnolo build coming out. That's going to be um, a quarter million dollars. I pretty right? close. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, was it fifteen or sixteen thousand dollars? Wait, is that like the masterpiece? Sixteen. No, it's not even the masterpiece. The masterpiece. That's just a frame module, and it's a road machine, which is their more endurance bike. Just the frame module, which is going to be your frame, your fork, your bars, your stem, and your seat post. That is a ten thousand dollar frame module. Why? Because <laughs> it's a masterpiece. Look. Cool costs. <laughs> Going fast, costs. Being pretty, costs. Being lightweight, costs. Yes. You know, it's there's the running joke is like when you get up to like that four or five thousand dollar bike, like each thousand dollars you go up, your bike loses like a pound. So you're you're yeah. you're basically paying a thousand dollars to drop a pound off the yeah. the bike. Why do? <laughs> I think there is a sweet spot there. Yeah, but it, that sweet spot is still really expensive. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Again, bringing me back to the earlier days when I first started riding. Sure. And of course, my wife's seven speed that she bought when she was fifteen, and we're older now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I talked to my brother, the cyclist. I'm like, "Hey, I'm looking into buying a bike." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, that's great. Uh, what are you thinking? What, what's your price range?" I was thinking, "Uh." 300, I might be able to go to 500. <laughs> Three, he did not stop laughing for like three minutes straight. <laughs> he was freaking rolling on the ground yeah. being like, yeah, that ain't happening, buddy. <laughs> You're not going to find it. Yeah. No. So and it, so it, it, it's it's getting used to that, like, holy crap. Yeah, there's the old adage of you put your pension where your passion is, and I yeah. understand that, but I just I really wish that, you know, I mean, some bikes are kind of affordable, but there, there is a performance advantage there. I mean, if I were to put Evan on like a, a brand new like fifteen hundred dollar bike, he's still gonna make it go wicked fast. But if I put him on a ten thousand dollar bike, he's gonna, gonna he go. is gonna go faster. Oh, you the know? day I mean that like I told you that that that, that lay I was riding has a special place in my heart to the day that I die. I'm never giving up that frame yeah. ever. <laughs> but that bike now is going on twelve years old, and yeah. it was aluminum, and I bought it on a shop discount. It was nine speed. speed yep. I mean the wheels were not fast, and it's you know I mean that bike. God, you could probably buy these. Yeah, I probably could have sold that bike for two, three hundred bucks. Maybe well, half its weights and duct tape right now. But yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, like it was, it was a, it was a Franken bike and had multiple crashes on it too. And yeah. like, uh, you know, that's 
like you, you can still go fast on that bike, but yeah, then I get on the SLR one and I'm like, Oh God. Okay. Yeah. This bike's a lot faster. So it's, it's, it's tough because then if you are able to afford that, that already places you faster than somebody. Yeah. And this is why I hate running shoes in the new world too, which is I do completely different argument, but the carbon plates going into shoes, it's like another, it's just these constant like cost barriers where at the bottom line is Chris, you put it best is the fastest people in America uh, that could be cyclists aren't riding bikes. And it maybe is that cost barrier. That know? would be uh, really nice if we could see the cost. We had a of couple bikes Bob rolls. We need another generation. I don't know. Of Bob How do you rolls. get the, you know, is it a volume thing? Well, is that's it? the thing. These manufacturers are all making plenty of volume. It's not like they're only making like a small handful of bikes during the, the run of a bike you know, frame module or whatever. Evan, you got to scoot out of here. You got to run the kids class. Yep. Do you want to say uh, one last thing real quick? One last thing. Uh, two weeks to race, a little 13 days to race day. And let me think. When are you going to get married? That's, that's okay. That's a question we've been getting. Still discussing that? Still discussing. Still discussing. Yeah. Next weekend? It'll be fun, but yeah. <laughs> Before the race? Well, I'll, I'll slowly update on that as Cassie will probably get mad at me that I'm even like, trying <laughs> to make right. any promises on that. <laughs> this is not your day, we'll Evan. It's not hers. Not this month is what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, thanks for your time, Evan. We know it's precious, and congratulations thanks, again. Thanks, Evan. Right. See you guys. So, to go back to your question about the, the bikes, it's, I don't think it's necessarily a production thing I, or like where they're not making enough units, and, and not for nothing. A lot of the the bike manufacturers, oh, their bikes all come from the same place. Uh, that's and, and they they're all getting kind of the close same components. I mean, it's either going to be SRAM or Shimano in a very small percentage of Campagnolo. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm told that there's certain factories that make the same bikes or make bikes for the, all the the big manufacturers out there, and they all come out of the same place. And, and some of them can be wildly more expensive just because of the branding on there. I, you know, and I know that you've got the cost of doing business. You're going to have you know operational costs that you've got to cover and all that stuff. And I don't know. I just don't understand why it costs so much. But again, that's probably why I don't own a, a you know major bicycle manufacturing company. So I got to be honest. Uh, I've been I've been cycling kind of seriously for 15 years. Yeah. My first brand new bike I ever bought was only three years ago. Really? Yes. Well, that was going to be my next point, is that you can go get the same bike two years down the road for half the price. And, and, and even if it was well taken care of, you're, you're still going to get it for you know, 45% less than what the MSRP was if, you're, if that person really took good care of it. Yeah. I mean, it, doesn't, it, it almost cuts in half after two years. I also had no idea what I was looking for. I just bought crap off Craigslist and just rode it because I didn't know any better. Yeah. And that's funny. It worked okay. I just keep breaking mine. <laughs> that's, break, that's how I get a new bike. Yeah, every couple of years. Uh, I guess that was partly why I got into this whole biking thing is because I was so cheap. I didn't want to be out there buying new bikes. I'm like, all right, I get a discount now. <laughs> all right. I'm going to put a fork in that. I've got another five or six here that we'll have to save for another time, and we will move on. That's because we can't get Hannah to shut up. <laughs> right? <laughs> I told you guys, I don't care about your show. I just- <laughs> I just came here to get my Blake's bread. Bled bread. Your, your bread brought a bread. Your bled breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's been Bleed our Bleed my brakes. Bleed them. Yep. Let's jump into one last thing. Lance, go first. I'm going to race again this weekend. You don't say. <laughs> what race is that? It is the Mudslinger cross-country mountain bike race this cool. weekend. It's like been going on for like 35 years or something ridiculous. Yes, and that's Mike Ripley's event who Mike was Ripley. on with us probably about a month ago. Yep. Yeah. So I'm excited to do it's his first event of the year and I'm gonna go line up and uh, break some hearts. What's the format? 
Uh, it is time trial format. Still? Yes. The venue is too small to stage a mass start. Uh-huh. So it will be a remote uh, time trial start and a remote finish. Boo. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Chris, Hanel, Chabadoo. Um, One last thing. Uh, stay vigilant out there, I guess. Um, I, I don't really have... Any other one last thing? Oh, uh, Baker City. Oh, Baker City yeah. Cycling Classic. It sounds like it's going to happen. Yep. That'd be awesome. Um, it's the end of June. I know that's a long ways, but that is probably the most fun I've ever had. Uh, and I've had a lot of fun racing with these guys. Uh, but it, it's a it's a fantastic... Where else you can you do a stage race? They have yep. the one in Bend. Yep. Um, sometimes they allow the lower cats in. Sometimes they the don't. The Cascade Classic. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But outside of that... In Oregon, at least, mm-hmm. that's it for stage racing. That's and there, true. There's nothing. It was so much fun doing a stage race. Yeah. Well, it looks like they're going to have Walla Walla, right? Walla Walla is probably going to happen. And Tour de Bloom. Tour de Bloom potentially could happen. Is that in Spokane? I think it's around there somewhere. It's uh, yeah. in Washington somewhere. Yeah. But here in our backyard, um, you have Cascade Classic, June 25th, 26th, and 27th, if my memory serves me correct. Uh-huh. And you ask, well, Jake, why do you remember that date? Because that's uh, my son's birthday is on the 26th. I don't know if I can make that. <sighs> it's We're also supposed to be doing like a little uh, little trip thingy. It's also this the is, uh, yeah. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> it's also the same weekend as the Oregon Trail Gravel Grinder five day gravel stage race. So it's I I'm I'm signed up for several. But events you did that, that last weekend. year, and you're like, I hated this. I wish I was with you guys. Remember? I I actually oh, yeah. came and like spent the night with you guys because I, I like missed my teammates. I know. I'm confused. <laughs> All right. Um, my one last thing real quick is I am going to be gone and out of town the next two weekends. I'm going to have to miss some team rides. So yeah, I'm going to um, be going down to Phoenix on Thursday of this week. So the Dallas Cycling Lab might very well be closed on Thursday and Friday unless Lance wants to come down and hang out. <laughs> I might be. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, um, but I, my question is, do I take my road bike or my gravel bike to Phoenix? Because I only get to take one. Well, that's that's a tough call. I'm thinking gravel bike. That's kind of where my mind's going because I think that that bike's a lot of fun to ride, and it I think is. that there's some gravelish stuff out there, and I can still get my road stuff in on that if I want to. But if I want to go ride gravel on my road bike, that ain't happening. Are you going to be downtown Phoenix or on the west side or the east side? I think it's a little bit more towards the east side, towards the hills. Because the riding on the east side, the road riding is phenomenal out there. Really? Yes. Plus, you've got South Mountain. Great climb, right? In downtown Phoenix or just south of downtown Phoenix? Huh. I don't know. I I'm I really like my road bike in Phoenix. Do you? But I've taken my gravel bike and had a blast on that, too. I'm no help. Oh. <laughs> it's a conundrum. <laughs> Never been. <laughs> hey, you, sit across the table from me. See, I got this friend named Joey Jojo <laughs> Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. Hey, Joey Jojo! Thank you so much for coming in today. That is the beautiful part, though. Yes. That he was at the end of the bar, and that was his name. Yes. That's genius. Yes. And he runs out of the bar crying his eyes yeah. out. And Barney's oh, no. like, Joey Jojo. I should have left that part in there. I didn't know that was so like dear to you, but I did crop that down just a tiny it's bit. It's just beautiful. Thank nice. you for, for coming in. This was fun. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, too bad you have to like working like treat patients no you come back next week (laughs) (laughs) you can take every monday off (laughs) yeah i just want to bleed some (laughs) (laughs) 
Cool. All right. For everybody listening on uh, the podcasts, we appreciate you listening. For those that watched today on YouTube, you can go to, uh, if you want to go watch the replay, you can go back to youtube.com forward slash dialed cycling and catch this whole thing, whole replay if you'd like. Um, we really appreciate everybody's support and all of our patrons. You guys are the best. We will see everybody next week. And you can hear us too. <laughs> Till then, bye for now. Thank you.